Kristaps Porzingis, pack your bags, bro. See ya. Pack your bags, pack your cowboy boots, your cowboy hat, because your ass is going to Dallas, boy. Good riddance. Good. What a crazy fucking day, huh? Unbelievable. Let's start off. Welcome, everybody, to the Mad Handle Podcast emergency episode. Emergency episode. We're, we're changing the whole game up right now. We're doing just a quick – we're getting right to the topic because, as Nick fans, this just blew our minds today. Unbelievable. Uh, I feel like everything happened within a span of, like, an hour. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's funny because, like, the way I was thinking about it, like, all day was – I remember, like, doing this, like, some, like, report – uh, in college, like to cover like the seven stages of grief, and like that's exactly what I felt today. The seven uh, stages so of grief. For all of our uh, listeners that are unfamiliar, and as well as your co-host, who's also one <laughs> seven stages of, of grief, please fill us in. Let me all right. Let me break it down for you. This for the I'll break it down one by one. So well, hold on. Should we? Sh- like you're right. You're right. You're right. Let's break this trade down. Let's go into the trade first. Let's talk about who's involved. Let's get all the details out of the way. So this way, if anyone doesn't know, and we're breaking news to anybody, this way they know we're all on level ground here. Gotcha. It's a good point. Thank you for cutting me off. I'm too excited, man. I'm jacked up. <laughs> I got so many thoughts thrown through my head. But yeah, man, we saw the Knicks trade away the unicorn today to the Dallas Mavericks. Now, along with Kristaps Porzingis, they included Courtney Lee's expiring contract. Yep. Tim Hardaway Jr., who I'm pretty sure is on the books for this year and next. I think it might be like one more after that, too. Okay. Then Trey Burke. Yeah. And Trey Burke, like, I'm sorry, but putting him in the games last year lost us a couple of picks because – he kept, like, playing great and winning us games. Like, I don't even know why he's on the team this year. Yeah. Well, because Tim Hardaway, let's be real. Yeah, that's true. Michigan boys. Um, and then, in return, the Knicks got the former lottery pick, Dennis, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Which I like. Wesley Matthews and DeAndre Jordan, both expiring contracts. And both, I think, are going to get bought out. I don't think they're playing on this team. Yeah, I can't see it. And I think that we're also getting two future first-round picks. Uh, I mean, I'm, like, looking through the internet, and it's still unclear what years we're getting or, like, how the picks are going to, you know, come down. But I think it's going to be a 2021 first-round pick and a 2023 first-round picks from the Mavericks going to the Knicks. That sounds about right, because you have to remember in the trade that the Mavs did for this draft to trade up and get Luka, they gave they swapped picks with the Hawks, and they also gave them this upcoming year's pick. Yeah, you're right. So the Mavs have no incentive to tank, and they can't trade back-to-back picks. So we're looking at not 2020, but 2021. Yeah. Which, okay. I mean, hey, two first-round picks, that's great. It, it's assets. It's what Danny Ainge has been doing his whole career as a GM, just piling up assets. What I don't like is how that they were called draft considerations. 
Yeah. When in any other trade that I've seen that includes a first-round pick, it, it will say explicitly, like, all right, the Dallas Mavericks 2021 first-round pick. Yeah. I think that's weird that it didn't actually say what year and whose pick and things like that. That's kind of odd. Yeah, I think it I think it boils down to, like, where the Mavericks finish. Like, if it's a protected, protected first-round pick or if it's not. But nonetheless, we're getting two future first-round picks from the Mavericks. And I don't think many people, like, when we first saw the trade, that, that wasn't really reported. You know, it was like, oh. It was a late thing. And that, that's kind of huge because it helps us in trades. It, and who knows? Who knows who could, those picks could be coming down the line. So, uh, overall, a lot of moving parts. So, I have to ask you, just quick, like, off the top of the dome, who won this trade? <sighs> I, I I really don't know. It's tough to say, right? I'm confused at the – so obviously I'm in – you know, we're scrolling through Twitter. We're, kept, we're trying to get as many updates as we can. I'm listening to Michael Kay, and I'm listening to, to the schmooze on the way home, hearing all the New York callers call up. I'm very surprised at the at the majority of just like straight like jubilation. Everyone is just ecstatic. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is very surprising to me. Yeah, and honestly, I think this this is a great segue to go into the seven stages of grief right now. Okay, because we could get into Kristaps a little bit more and kind of like his whole story really quick, but. I mean, this guy was our franchise cornerstone. Like, this, we're supposed to, like, this is our guy. Like, this, the Latvian gangbanger, you know? Like, Dude, the best young guy that we've had since Ewing. Since Ewing, man. Like, it's nuts that, like, we're trading him. Like, he's gone. Like, he's no longer a part of this team. And he's, what, like, three years into his Knicks career? Yeah. So, you know, the first stage of grief is shock and disbelief. And I'm pretty sure that we all had that. Like as soon as we got on Twitter this morning and saw that, you know, first off we saw that KP wants a trade. Then it's like the Knicks are talking to the the Mavericks about a trade. And like what, like a half hour later, it's a done deal. Yep. It's just like, wait, what the fuck just happened? It's like a hurricane just came through. Like it's done. Like we're not going to talk to any other teams. Yeah. We're just talking to the Mavericks. Like, that's it. We want Dennis Smith Jr. The second stage is denial. And I'm pretty sure we all did that, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yep. We're just like, wait, nah. Like, you know, you have to refresh that Twitter, like, a couple, like, hundred times to make sure this trade is actually going through. It's not some burner account or anything like that. So a side note before we go to step three, just to like really kind of hammer home this denial stage um, for all of our listeners, I am a developer for an e-commerce site. And while this trade, humble brag right there. Okay. Keep going. Oh no, I'm not. (laughs) I'm just kidding. There's no no bragging here. So um, the cart was broken. And as an e-commerce business, the card is, is pretty important. And it happened to break while this trade broke. <laughs> yeah. And I told marketing, you're going to have to give me a couple minutes. The next just traded Porzingis. 
And uh, I wonder if we lost out on some sales, but I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, I was like full on stage two denial. Big time. And like the best part about like seeing this trade go through is like, I don't care like what could have been happening in my life. Like it, it was just like, I had to keep refreshing Twitter. Yeah. Like you're just like, God damn, like it's crazy how much social media and like that stuff just impacts you where it's just like, fuck, I got to get the news. Like I know like, I, I had to know what was going on here, which led to step three, which is just pain. It's pain, man. Like we said this before. He's our guy. He's gone. <sighs> I keep going through the stages. I have a lot to say. So stage four is anger. And like, this is just going through my head now where it's like, it just anger at the Knicks, just as a whole top down, James Dolan down to the fucking water boys. Just fucking, I hate them. Like they just fuck everything up all the time. We just trade away the unicorn who like even Kevin Durant was saying like, you know, he named him the unicorn. Like he said that he would love to play with a guy like that. What a fucking perfect time to be trading him away. Yep. Yeah. And then it's just like the fifth stage is, is bargaining. So it's just basically feeling completely vulnerable. And you're just like, you're just trying to get, you're just trying to in your head, just rattle things off. Just like, why would we do this? Like, is there a reason? And you start like looking at like, oh, KP wanted a trade and like you kind of get into his history a little bit. So you're just trying to plead with that a little bit. Which leads you to the sixth step, which is depression. And it's just like, what the fuck? You know, like you're just, you're sitting there. You're just, you're thinking about it. You're like, this, like, this is the Knicks. Like, this is what we're going to be. And like, this is all we're going to be, you know? Yeah. Which leads to the last step, which is where I think a lot of the Knicks callers are now, which is where I'm at right now. And that's acceptance and it's hope. It's hope. Because we just, we have, with this trade, with getting rid of Tim Hardaway, with not having to give KP this massive contract, we now open up two maximum free agent spots that we can use that money on coming up in this offseason. And it's just like, and we still, we're still going to be dog shit for the rest of the year. So we have this number one pick. So it's kind of like, okay, like some sort of hope. All right. So now that we were able to go through all of the stages and I'm, I'm happy to hear that you've been able to kind of circle through one through seven. <laughs> uh, unfortunately myself, I'm still kind of, uh, I bought a home in stage two. Yeah. You bought a home in stage two and oh, that's the night. Oh, oh wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 not, not stage. Is it, two. Is it anger? Is it, stage is it four? four? Ooh, stage four, stage four clinger right here. Stage four, I bought a home. I'm mowing the grass. I just planted flowers. I'm here for the long haul. You renting out as an Airbnb or no? This, yeah. Listen, anything I can get because you know what? I am fucking miserable. Let's hear it. What do you got? Okay. So, first off, trading the best young player that we have had since the best player of our entire history of, our, of the franchise. Yeah. We traded in a salary dump trade. 
Yeah. <sighs> this trade is a salary dump. Let's just let's just call it what it is. We 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 got Dennis Smith Jr. All right, fine. That's great. He he was a former lottery pick, and let's be real. If if we were a good franchise. We would not have let Phil Jackson made that pick, considering we fired him the day after he made the pick. We That's fired it. him the next day. Which means everyone wanted Dennis Smith Jr. across the board. We ended up going with Nilakina because for some asinine reason, we left fucking Phil in charge for one day too long. And now One day. One day too long. Dude, one day. And then we have to trade the best player we have, everything we're like hanging our hope on. For the player we should have drafted in the first place. All because we had to get rid of Tim Hardaway's contract that we gave him. Yeah. Uh, All we're doing is consistently shooting ourselves in the in the feet. Yeah. Over and, and over and over again. And we're it's always the promise of the unknown. It's the promise of the offseason. It's the promise of making sure that big got you know, big free agents come in here. We're going to be fucking stuck with another Amari Stoudemire. Like that's yeah. that's what I see in my head. That's my that is my next point. My next, yep. I just bought the house next to me in Angerville. <laughs> we don't ever attract a free Angerville, agent. Latvia. <laughs> Dude, we don't ever attract a free agent. We don't. And like now, oh look, we got seventy-five million dollars in cap space. Who gives a shit? Wonderful. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Like, so, Ke- all right, if Kevin Durant doesn't come here, what now? Kyrie already said he wants to. This so, whole thing was a wash. Were we going to give Kemba Walker a max contract and think that's going to be good enough? That's exactly what we're going to do. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, we're doomed. If we don't get Kevin, like, this kind of boils down to, like, when LeBron, with, with the whole, the Heatles, when he joined the Heat, like, the, we were hanging on our, our hopes on getting this guy to come here, and he didn't. And look at us. Like we just, we've been fucking dog shit. Ever since. And we're kind of doing this again where we're setting ourselves up for, you know, this massive, you know, run at Kevin Durant. And, like, why the fuck would he leave the Warriors, <laughs> you know, like, to come here? Yeah, that's where I'm just like, what in the goddamn fuck? Why would someone potentially leave, like, li- like literally one of the best teams of, of all time? Who, who do we have that in the offseason is going to get these guys to come here? Fucking Scott Perry? Mr. Right-hand floater Kevin Knox? No, I'm just saying, like, who's going out there and who's, like, having this big meeting with them? It's, not, it's not fucking Pat Riley. It's not Magic Johnson, like, any of these big-time names. Call up Dolan. He'll bring his acoustic and try and sing fucking folk songs to Durant. That's what I'm saying. Like, we better hope that hiring Fisdale as a coach, like, leads to something here. Because everybody was like, oh, he has a great relationship with veterans. Well, let's fucking see it. Like, because you're not doing anything with the rookies. Young guys. He has done nothing with the young guys. Nothing. They've been fucking terrible. They've been terrible. He can't keep the locker room morale up. He keeps talking about chopping down fucking trees. Enough. Chopping down. What are you talking about? We're playing basketball. Have you seen that? No. Oh, yeah. Because the season is a long haul. And it's, it's the, the equivalent of when you try and chop down a tree, it doesn't fall on the first couple hits. You got to stay at it. 
So you got to stay the grind and you got to keep chopping. And he like bought a fucking big fucking axe and like it's 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 in the locker room or some ridiculous shit. That's there are no trees in New York City. <laughs> Get a better analogy. That's uh yeah, that's all great when uh you're you're maybe chopping down around when you're going to the playoffs like oh one fucking tree down two trees down they'll get to the championship we're fucking 10 and 40 something like we're not chopping any trees down we're not hitting any milestones no one's getting better like we're just fucking sitting here sitting here like we do every year with our hopes going to the off season and now even if we didn't sign anyone now the guy that we had our hopes on to at least still be here and be this, you know, 23, 24-year-old superstar in New York is fucking gone for Dennis Smith Jr. and a couple of first-round picks. Which, like, let's be real. The Mavericks have found a stud in Luka. They have. They really did. I, it's, oh, I, for them, it's a great trade. So, exactly. Which means that these picks are dog shit. Yeah. I mean, unless you could package them in. So the only benefit, yeah, the only, that's what I was going to say. The only benefit of the, okay, hold on, before I go into that. So we, we are, we're like hinging this whole trade. Oh, the Knicks won this trade. All these callers I'm hearing, up. oh, they fleeced, they fleeced them. The, the only way that we win this trade is if Durant signs with us on July 1st. Yeah, that's it. If we don't get a top free agent, this trade is nothing. This trade is useless because on top of the pipe dream of us attracting a free agent, we are also, for some reason, assuming that we're going to get Zion Williamson. True. Even as the worst team in the NBA, we have a 14% chance of getting that pick. It's the unknown. That's that what we're looking forward to. Odds. I'm just... I get it. Like I know we've been we're we're making T-shirts. We're making try on for Zion T-shirts. And I don't know if like I don't know if they heard us or whatever. But they're like, fuck it, let's just trade KP and get these T-shirts made because like we gotta get on this. But even if we don't get Zion, we'll have like a top three pick. Hopefully, for the love of fucking God, hopefully have a top three pick. This trade is a loss if we don't bring in two max free agents because that's really why the trade happened has to be ha you got to get to and i'm not saying like kemba walker and someone no 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 i'm saying Kawhi leonard and kd Kyrie and kd clay thompson and like Kawhi, like guys like that i don't want like i love kemba i think he'd be great here but if you're trying to sell me kemba walker then we have a fucking problem here <sighs> Yeah, I I hope they have intel. That's all I can say. I hope they Dude. have intel. I hope Rich Kleiman is in Perry's ear and he's like, listen, Durant has a lot of interest in signing with the Knicks. Because, you know, Durant's boy, Rich Kleiman, is a big Knicks fan. I know. He's buddies with Perry from back when Perry drafted Durant on the Sonics. Like, there are ties, and I'm very proud of those ties, but if they don't work, it's fucking useless. It's fucking useless. Dude, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you look out your window and see if there's any first sale signs out there? Because <laughs> I might be going back to Angerville, man. Like, just, just it gets me heated. Just... We're constantly, as a fan base, getting sold 
this like unknown, you know, goal of like unknown pot of gold at the end of the road. And it's just, it just never happens. So what is, what here's, I guess another, like another thing I don't get is why sell low on Porzingis? Like, I don't, it was any a time if we were like contemplating trading him and the dude, he's been unhappy since he was a rookie. Let's just be real. Yeah. He was a rookie. We signed Joakim, uh, Courtney Lee, Mello, like Derek Rose. All of his touches go down. Like, it, it's not a good look. Then he, he skips on the exit meeting. Phil's talking about, like, trading him. I mean, why so low on him now? I don't get it. I mean, honestly, his, his reputation around the league has to be, what, like a prima donna. Like, the dude just ha- – he's just causing a headache everywhere he goes, which, like, I, I mean, I get, but then I don't get. Like, you had a really good rookie season. Which you didn't play a full year. You you still haven't played a full year in the NBA. Yep. You're always hurt. I mean, let, just like take a look at your numbers. You had a really good rookie year, right? You know, you're, you're averaging like 14 and seven, which is pretty good for a rookie. You know, you you jumped up to 18 points a game in your next year, but you only played 66 games. And then, of course, in 2017, where you know where he had the leg injury, he only played 48 games. And, like, he averaged 22 points a game. And, like, I think it's funny, like, looking back on that year, where, like, I don't know if you remember, like, that maybe a 15-game stretch where he was just fucking on fire. And, like, we were like, yo, like, we this guy is amazing. Do you remember that? Yeah, he's, a, he's, like, one of the best October to December players in the NBA. Question for you. You're right. What happened immediately after that? Yeah, he fell off a fucking cliff. Well, he's not in shape. He can't handle an NBA season, and these dudes beat up on him. Thank you. And his main thing is like, I'm tired. I need, I need to sit games. You need to, you're twenty, you're twenty two at the time. You're sitting games. What are you talking about? Get your ass in shape. Lift a little bit more than the five pound videos that you've been fucking posting on Instagram. <laughs> I love that. But nonetheless, you, you tore his, you know, he tore his leg, right? So that that's another thing. Like maybe I mean you're not going to be able to trade this guy for like the premium that you want. Like he's coming off a serious injury. You really don't know what you're getting from him. He's going to be a free agent. So like I don't know where like what teams would have really given up a lot to get him. Any team that can develop young talent is interested in Porzingis. Of course. 7-3, he shoots almost like 40% from, from from three, and he's averaging what? Two and a half blocks a game? Like, yeah. He is the quintessential stretch five of what, every, of what any NBA like team wants now. It's true. He's fragile. He can't stay on the court. I get it. I get it. I get it. But, like, if we're talking today's NBA, like, he's got to be up there with, with, like, the ideal, like, centers in the game. Like Embiid? Like a guy like that? Uh, he shoots better than like than Embiid. Like let's yeah. just be real. He shoots better than Embiid, but he does not have the defensive or low post game that Embiid has. I don't think KP has any low post game to be honest. Yeah. Unless he's falling away. So now here's here's this other thing that I'm thinking about. Because we can like rant and rave all we want, but but let's be real. These teams are not being as irrational as we may think they are. Yeah. 
There's no way that the Knicks fucking made a trade with the Mavs in a half hour with no. this franchise player. And, and from what I heard, it, it, they've been talking since like for a couple of days now. Yeah. So, like, we saw how the Knicks were a major player f- for, for Anthony Davis. Yeah. I heard today that apparently the Pelicans weren't interested in KP because they didn't think they could lock him up long term. No shit. Yeah. So, um, what are the odds that KP and his retarded brother, fucking Giannis, are trying to like, like you know when you hear that the comp that you're at work and your comp company's trying to close, or like, oh man, like the guy's gonna sell. Yeah. Gonna sell the business. We're all screwed. And then you find a new job like a week before and you're like, you know what? Fuck you. I quit. You think I fired. I quit. Yeah. That's a thing. It's true. And we lose sight of this because it's not a job to us. But like, I mean, it's a job to him. What are the odds that he just was like, you know what? I'm not getting traded. I like, you're not going to trade me. I want to be traded. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like trying to pull like one of those. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking sure of it. I mean, he's a diva. Like he, he want, you know, like, yeah, I'm positive of that. He's going to, but honestly, the Knicks are going to spin it their way. He's going to spin it, spin it his way. It's true. And it, it's, that, that's been their relationship since he was a rookie. Going with Phil, with, you know. Now, Fizdale's going out there. He's in Spain. He's in Latvia. He's fucking everywhere, but not in New York playing. Like, I, I don't know. Like, whatever. He's fucking jumping off boats in Ibiza fucking after his surgery. Like, I don't get it. But it, it's, it's another headache that I guess we're getting rid of now. But damn, man, this was, our, this was the Latvian gangbanger. He's gone. It sucks. The fucking Knicks. It's it's crazy because we're really tanking this one now. But, I mean, it also had me thinking, like, we trade him now, right? He's gone, whatever. It's done. But I remember when Phil was talking about trading him. And, like, it kind of makes you think, like, I'm sure he could have gotten a lot more for him like than what we're than what we got now. Are you talking like pre ACL, like back when yeah. he was still? Oh, yeah, when they were dude. when he didn't go to the exit meeting, all that. Oh, we we could have flipped him for like we an could protected first and a player. Oh, easily, and I think we I think they were even talking about like flipping him to like a team that had a top three pick last year. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and now you're right. We sold low, but I really think that this whole trade comes down to getting rid of Tim, Tim Hardaway's contract. Which is a contract that we fucking outbid ourselves on. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yep. I mean, and it was Perry too. It's not like this contract was something that like he inherited. That was Mills. That was Mills. Oh, it was Mills? Yeah, because you got to remember, Mills has been around. Mills has been around since like the like Isaiah days. Wow, how why is he still here? I don't get it. I don't understand what he has over Dolan. He must have seen Dolan fuck somebody or like do something weird. He's he has something over Dolan. Has to. Definitely. Because like 
How do you make it through all these different regimes? I don't get it. And then now you're the fucking GM. Hey, yeah, I don't know. It makes no sense. Princeton? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Who cares? Ivy League jerk off. Give me some guy that knows, that knows how to talk hoops from Nassau Community College. There we go. But, um, yeah, and, and now it's coming out that uh, KP is going to take the qualifying offer with the Mavericks. Like, are you fucking piece of shit. Like, you know, like you were get, get you knew that he was going to take us for every penny if you want, if he was going to resign. Yeah. He gets straight to the maps. He's going to take that qualifying offer. Which, wh- why? I have what no. What is his representatives telling him? Are they That's telling it. him to be the star? They have to be. I, I mean, it just goes both ways with him. Like, <laughs> um, he, he, you know, he's good. Like he's, he's a good basketball player. He hasn't really showed that he could play through a whole season. And he's, he gets hurt. He gets hurt all the time. Like he's a liability. He's always going to get hurt. He's soft. He's fragile, but he does a lot of things on the court that a lot of guys, his size can't do. Yeah. What? Like sit on the bench. Sit on the bench. Look pretty. Yeah. Wear a nice suit. Wear a nice suit, do some nice clapping. Fucking asshole. He's always got that. Dude, that's, that's, that, that's a tough bet. So you, ooh. <laughs> that's a timer from my weed butter. <laughs> <laughs> that's my weed butter timer. Put that on snooze for a minute. Um, but, uh, dude, like, I don't get it. The guy can't stay on the court. He's he's put up like that last year before he got injured was his best numbers. Yeah. But like I feel like the points per game were inflated cuz he had that crazy start to the year and his re- his rebounds went down almost a full rebound a game. He uh, and you're 7-3. The- you're bringing yeah. in six rebounds a fucking game? Yeah, no, nah, you should be playing. And you're going to on top of that, you're going to like fucking game the system and, and, and not take the guaranteed long-term deal and you're going to try and play it out, dude, I hope his fucking knees explode. Yeah, he, he's really got getting a lot of ill will here from a lot of different people. And, uh, you know, as a Nick fan, I really hate – I mean, I don't like him anymore. Like, obviously, like he's off our team now. Yeah. And, and I wish him the worst. But – um. We'll see, man. Like, again, it's this it's the fucking Knicks. So now what I'd like to do is as much as uh, I'm sure the listeners and everyone knows that I am a Knicks fan, I think we talked about this like previously in the past. Um, as a Knicks fan, come postseason time, come the end of the year, it gets a little frustrating like not having a team to root for. So Tell me. I always choose a West Coast team. And my favorite basketball player of all time, we discussed in our last pod about the Euro players, is Dirk Nowitzki. And I have been a Mavericks fan forever. So yeah. what I'd like to do now is I would like to take off my Knicks hat. I'd like to wipe up the ashes from my burnt Porzingis jersey. 
<laughs> I would like to put on my alternate green Dirk Nowitzki jersey with my Mavs hat, my 2011 fucking championship. Oh, my God. And I would like to now, from a different perspective, just let everyone know that the Mavericks are set the fuck up for the future. Big time. Especially, they, yeah. They cleared the books, moved off those two ridiculous contracts. DeAndre Jordan has been a shell of himself. They didn't really, I mean, they just, they gained Tim Hardaway's contract. But he, like, you know what? Like, fine. Because I think Barnes leaves soon too. And like, Luca isn't ready to like re- really compete. And we'll see what Chris stops is when he comes back. But, but like, they're not going to compete next year. You, you're like, you're really talking two, three years down the line. Yeah. You know, but the Mavs have never been a free agent destination. And they just locked themselves up with two European players moving, like moving forward. And the top four KP, it, like, is Dirk. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have someone to learn from. Like, like, like it, this is the ideal situation if you are Kristaps to move to a team that already has a Euro star, has your idol your Euro star. Like, I feel like they just understand how to do it. I, yeah, I, I get that. And I also think Christos Porzingis has a huge fucking ego. And I could see it also turning into something where, who the, who's the star of the team? I'm the star. No, I'm the star. No, I'm the star. And, like, he's that, also been, that will That will have to find out. You're right about that. And also, like, maybe, he, you know, yeah, he got traded to the Mavericks. Like, I don't think it really was his decision to, like, go there. Like, I'm sure he wasn't, like – yeah, let's go to fucking Dallas. And also, he's going to want to carve out his own legacy, not be known as, like, the guy who came after Dirk Nowitzki. Well, enforce your way out of another team, and then we'll start calling you fucking Kristaps Butler. All right? <laughs> Jimmy Butler, loser. Jimmy Butler smoking some weeds on the sidelines yesterday. Oh, my God, dude. That is incredible. Smoking the weeds. That's for another pod, though. We'll get back to the Jimmy Butler uh, – Drama corner one of these up? nights. How did that not get picked up? Oh, I believe it did. I, I, I saw it all, all over the internet. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, as of right now, we're talking winners, losers, the immediate reaction. I feel the that the Mavs are the clear winner in this. I mean, they got the biggest name, right? They got Kristaps Porzingis, who... And they got off that money. Wesley, <coughs> the best thing about him is his, is his three-point dance. I feel like I, I don't agree with you there. Like, it, it got – like, yeah, they – not really. Like, the contracts are coming off the books, just how they're coming off the books for us at the end of the year. True. You know, like, they, they essentially – this trade really comes down to two first-round picks and Dennis and a junior for Chris Dobbs, Porzingis, and Tim Hardaway. But you know what? I'd leverage those two first-round picks because they don't plan on being bad. Yeah, I'm not saying that they're great. I'm saying, you know, like, hey, they're two, they're two first-round picks. Yeah, at the end of the day. It's collecting assets. So, like, I consider it that. Like, if we had Danny Ainge as our GM, I'd be like, dude, we completely won this fucking deal because he knows what to do with those picks. We do not. Yeah, that's true. So... Dude, you got anything else to break down on fucking Christmas? <laughs> did I just say Christmas? What, what did I just say? <sighs> on Kristaps Porzingis' last day as a Nick. 
So right now, like I mentioned, right now, I feel the Mavs are the winners of this trade. Yes. If I feel like there are two instances that would make the Knicks the winner of this trade, the clear, like the obvious one is if we're able to sign like the max level, like 1A killer free agents. If yeah. If we do that, then we won this trade. I'm sorry. Fuck Diva Porzingis. I agree. I think I see this exactly how you do. Number two, another way if we win this, we could win this, is I don't like the odds and I, I just don't trust the Knicks to get the number one overall pick. So if for whatever reason we fall out of that, we're like number three and, and Barrett and Zion are gone and – we we could then we have those two additional picks from the Mavericks that are just kind of just they're just free picks so we can use those to try and package something to move up to make sure we're able to get whether it's a Zion or or Barrett or whoever the fuck is there at those one and two picks. Yeah, yeah, I agree on that too. That's a good point. That. You know, I don't think that the Knicks really are thinking that, oh, these picks from the Mavs in 2021 and 2020 and 23 are like valuable picks. Yeah, I think that they're sweeteners for maybe something bigger, maybe something like, like you just said, maybe to move up. But uh, right now, I feel like I feel like the way you do, I think Dallas won this trade, but you never know. I mean, who knows? Maybe we trade for AD. So what would yeah what oh my god imagine that we're just like fuck it we're trading those two picks Dennis Smith Jr. and our first round pick for AD. But see, I don't see that happening because they don't know what the pick is yet. Yeah, no, they're they're not going to. I'm pretty sure he's going to LA, like no matter what. So yeah, I can't believe it, man. That's it, Chris. The Kristaps era is over. I bought his jersey last year. Boy, was that a fucking waste of 150 bucks, dude! I last year at my job, I, I get my boss gets me in the in the company grab bag and buys me like one of those like alternate like not a cheapo jersey but kind of a cheapo alternate like Kristaps jersey. But hey, it was dope and it's awesome. Weed butter time, but um. It gets me the the fucking jersey. I've never even worn it. Well, never then, even worn it. I want to go and take it back. I wonder if Models takes fucking returns. Oh, they'll and then they'll, they'll be selling those jerseys for fifteen bucks in a couple of weeks. Yep. I'll try to stockpile on them. Fucking prick. I guess we'll see. You know what? One KP left for Dallas today. Another KP leaves for Dallas tomorrow. So uh, I think on my, our next episode, uh, you'll be hearing from me in uh, good old Dallas. Hopefully I'll see KP at the game. I think we might be going to uh, Nick's Bucks. So, uh, yeah, try to uh, curse him out from the seats. Hold on. Say it again? Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to be going to the Mavericks Bucks game. Sick. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I- I'm hoping KP's there. So... <sighs> I'm hoping to, like, you know, rattle his cage a little bit, you know? Please. For me, 
on behalf of the Mad Handle podcast, on behalf of the Mad Handle podcast listeners, and on behalf of the entire state of New York, give it to them. Give it to them. All right. You got, you got a chant that you want me to scream at him? Uh, <laughs> I started <laughs> last night. I, um, hmm, trying to think. I started a good he opted in chant last night. <laughs> For Ennis? Yeah. Cantor gets off. Everyone starts chanting Cantor's name. He gets off the bench in the third quarter. They put him in. The place goes nuts. I stand up and start yelling, he opted in. He opted in. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's making eighteen point six million dollars, and we are supposed to feel bad for him. Yeah, he's fine. He's all for Chelsea. But you know what's a good chant that I'd like you to bring in? It has nothing to do with Kristaps, but Flanagan did it, and it cracked me up. Yeah, Dirk me off. Dirk <laughs> me off. <laughs> I thought that was one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Oh, I think that's a great way to end this show. Yeah, I'll see. Uh, I'll see if I can uh, bring out the Dirk me off chant. Uh, during the game. I appreciate it. All right, bud. In the, uh, in the words of Billy Joe Armstrong, good riddance, <laughs> JP. You prick. He said you pricked? <laughs> yeah, I added that. <laughs> 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 <laughs>